Well, greetings all of our Facebook family, YouTube family, and our Charisma Podcast family. We're so glad that you're, you're joining us here today on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We believe God is going to speak in a mighty, mighty way. So we're glad you're with us. I'm the senior pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel. We're glad you're with us. I'm going to give you just a minute to uh, prepare and join. Uh, as you're joining, I'm going to ask you to also do the work of the evangelist. Again, what is that work of the evangelist? It is to share the good news of Jesus. How do you do that? One of the ways we can do that is by sharing the podcast, hitting that like button, hitting that share button tag. If you're watching via the Facebook or the YouTube, you can uh, become a subscriber and hit the notification bell so you can receive any information about when we go live. So I'm glad you're joining us, uh, Crystal. So good to see you, Sister Melissa. Welcome. Sister V, welcome, welcome. Um, we're so glad you're with us. We're praying that the blessing of the Lord would be over every hearer of the word today and that we would be impacted uh, Shagola, so good to see you, Lupe, Sister C, Sister Lupe, welcome, Sister Rose Bonet, welcome, welcome, Nicole Villalobos, welcome, we pray God's favor and blessing over you and every listener, we're asking that God's grace would just abound on this podcast and that we would encounter him in a mighty, windy way, so I'm doing the same, I'm hitting that share button now, I'm asking that uh, the increase of the word of God would go forward and that people would be touched and transformed and that we'd hear from him him in a mighty mighty way today so thank you for joining us we're praying the blessing over the the podcast i'm going to start with a brief word of prayer so good to see you sister mary keys welcome welcome blessings to you let's start with a word of prayer and we'll get straight to the word of the lord heavenly father we invite your presence onto this onto this time we pray that your spirit would move mightily that we would hear from you that that the grace of the presence of the lord would just rest upon each and every hearer today i ask you for wisdom I ask you for revelation. I ask you for the counsel of the Lord to just rest upon this podcast today that as we hear from you, we would be transformed, we would be revived, we would be awakened. I ask that the goodness of God would be seen in the land of the living, that understanding and revelation would come and that you would get glory in everything we do. Speak to our hearts, minister to our spirits that which is good and well, and then I pray the revelation of the Lord would rest upon this time. I ask you for me miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of your word that we would be refreshed that we would be awakened that we would be revived and that your glory would abound with us this i ask according to your word in jesus name we pray somebody say amen and amen we are glad you are with us we want to bid you grace and peace in the name of the lord we believe that there's a significant season and a time that we are in as the body of christ and we are going to see god's grace abound blessings sister anna welcome sister gloria welcome god bless you we're going straight to our key verse for the podcast and that is found out of the book of romans chapter 8 going back to verse 21 but as you can see i'm wearing again our raising the altar we are getting ready next weekend for a mighty raising the altar in san diego with our good covenant friends and our good family apostle rocky uh rocky martinez pastor m and the life christian center family it's going to be an amazing time you don't want to miss that so we're going to be talking today about the freedom that comes from the altar and we believe that as we raise up an altar we can see a generation transformed for the kingdom of god but let's start with romans chapter number eight we're starting at verse number 21 bless you sister Eunice so good to see you the Lord bless and keep you and your family Romans 8 21 says because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God now I must encourage you it sometimes can be difficult to keep our focus on the right thing uh, with all of the things happening around us, with darkness covering the earth, great darkness covering the people, with the shaking and the tribulation, and all of the negativity that surrounds this world and this generation. Uh, God bless you, Lupita. Welcome to the podcast. But I want to encourage you, the solution to the bondage, the solution to the corruption, the, co the, 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 the solution to the attacks of the enemy is keeping our focus on the glorious liberty of our kingdom 
king that comes through his sons and daughters in the earth. I want to tell you, 2,000 years ago, he rose with power. He, he overcame hell, death, and the grave, and he came back on the third day and said, all power and authority has been given to me in earth and in heaven. Go into the nations of the world and make disciples of all nations. So he has been given power over heaven. He's been given power over earth. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, right about 17, uh, 17 and 18 tells us, the book of Revelation chapter 1 tells us of Jesus. He said, and I saw, uh, Revelation chapter 1 verse 17 says, uh, I saw, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, fear not, for I am the first and I am the last. I want you to be encouraged. There's nothing for you to fear. There's nothing for you to worry about. Before there was ever an earth, there was God. Before there was ever a planet, there was Jesus. Before there was ever a, a moon or a star, there was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And after everything has passed away, after this age has passed away, his word will remain. And the Bible says he will create a new heaven and a new earth. So he was the first and he will be the last. He is the principal. He is the chief. He is above all. So after everything's done, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of all. Bless you, Mark generation. Uh, Pastor George, so good. To, uh, so glad you joined us. He's going to be the ultimate and everything will come under of his kingdom. There will be no end. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. The Bible says of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things on under the earth. So putting our eyes, verse 17 says, on the first and on the last. Verse 18 tells us, he begins to describe the nature. He says, I am he that lives. I want to encourage you, your God lives. No matter what's taking place in this world, darkness, depravity, no matter what attack is coming against you or coming against your children or coming against the people you love, he is the one that lives. He's the one that remains. He's the one that endures. No matter what form of the enemy's attacks, the life of God is greater than the, the, than the sickness of the enemy, the disease of the enemy, the division and the fear and the worry. He said, I'm the one that lives. I am he that lives and I was dead and behold, I live forevermore. I want to tell you, he lives eternally. He reigns eternally. And that victory that he has, you have. For the Bible says when he got up, you got up. When he rose with power, he rose with kingdom dominion. He rose with authority. He rose with victory. And here is what verse 18 says. And I have the keys of hell, death, and the grave. I want to tell you again, I have the keys of hell and death. The grave and death are synonymous. So now Jesus, not only did he defeat the devil, not only did he conquer death, he's got the keys over death. He's got the keys over hell. This is why in Matthew 16 verse 18, he could write this and say this with boldness to, to Peter. He could tell Peter what he would be and what Peter would do and what Peter would accomplish. Matthew 16 verse 18, and he said, I say unto you uh, that you are Pete Petros. I want to say you are a rock. You are a little rock from the big rock. He is the ruler. He is the head, but you are the body. He is the chief rock, the eternal rock of salvation. He is the, the rock of ages, but you are the little rock that came from the big rock. You are the chip off the old block, if you would. You are the Petros. You were Simon, son of of. Uh, Simon, son of Jonah. Remember, Jonah was the runner. Jonah was the one who was afraid of destiny. But I want to tell you, you will fulfill your destiny. You will not run from your destiny. You will not run from your calling. You will not run from the thing that God has called you to be and to do. You will walk in the thing that God called you to do and you will gain victory. I say that you are now Petros and you are a rock within the big rock. And upon this rock of revelation, now the second rock is the great rock, the rock of ages, the eternal rock, the unmovable rock. If you build upon this rock, upon this rock, I will build the ecclesia, the governing body, 
the church who establishes the kingdom dominion in the earth, the church who realizes they are not just a religious entity. They are not just a religious, though we do worship and we have piety and it is a spiritual thing. We're not bound just to spiritual matters. We start in the spirit. But that which starts in the spirit is completed in the earth realm. When that which is completed in the spirit, it will manifest. The word will become flesh and we will see the glory of God in the land of the living. He said here uh, that I'm going to build up this ecclesia. I'm going to build this this chosen generation, this people that used to be this, but now they're this. These people that have been brought out of the darkness and called into the marvelous life. These people that were broken and bound, now they're healed and they're delivered, but they have a mission to heal and deliver others. What you come out of, God sends you back to. What you're delivered from, you're called to deliver others from. What you went through, you're called to bring other people out. I want to encourage you, no matter what you're facing, he said, you are the ecclesia. You are the summoned ones. You've been called out of ordinary. You've been summoned out of the average and ordinary life. You've been chosen. You've been appointed. You've been set apart. And I will call you this ecclesia. And upon this rock, I will build something called an ecclesia. The word build is to raise, it is to elevate, it is to construct. God is building a church and this church is called his church. I'm not talking about my church, but I'm talking about God's church, the church of Jesus Christ. I will build, the word build there is the Greek word okomadeo. It means as of a house to erect, to restore, to repair to found, to establish in wisdom and glory and power. God is building a church that the devil cannot divide. God is building a church that doesn't just talk about miracles, but walk in miracles. God is building a church that doesn't just live in religion, but lives in the, in the heart of God to accept those that are broken and wounded and have been oppressed. Bless you, brother Daniel. Welcome to the podcast. He's building up his church that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and this is the sign this is the evidence this is the proof positive that this that the gates of hell do not prevail I'm not just talking about miracles I'm not just talking about manifestation I'm not just talking about once in a while breakthroughs uh, the Bible says the gates of hell now this word gate is the word pule it means gate a wall It means a temple, a prison. It means a jurisdictional line, a folding entrance. The gate of the city, the gate of hell is the entrance point. And when you win the battle of at the gate, you get victory over the city. This is why when the spirit of God came upon Samson, he took the, he took the gates off of the wall and carried them to another place, symbolizing this city is now under the jurisdiction of Jehovah. God has given us the city. When Peter, the Bible says, was in the inner prison and they began to pray and the angel of the Lord, he was so asleep and so uh, fast in faith. He knew the word of God. The word was, Peter, when you're old, you'll die. When you're old, this is the word Jesus gave him directly. When you're old, you'll you'll go where you don't want to go and people will dress you. Peter looked down and said, tomorrow they're, they're telling me they're going to kill me, but I can't die. So Peter is so asleep. When the angel shows up, the angel has to kick him. That's what the breaker does. The angel kicks Peter. And the Bible says that he raises up. And when Peter... When Peter rose up, the Bible says, here's what the scripture says, that the, that the, that the, uh, the chains came off. I want to tell you chains are coming off. I want to tell you chains are coming off. Can you hear me by the spirit that, that Peter was kicked by the angel. And when the angel kicked him, the chains fell off. He rose out of his slumber and he began to walk and he began to move and he began to operate in another in another dimension of power he began to go into the realm of the city and the bible says that as he went and he was kicked by the angel we're in acts chapter number 12 now go to verse 7 acts chapter 12 verse 7 says and behold the angel of the lord came upon peter and the light shined in the prison and he smote peter on the side now this is what This is what the cherubim do. They are strikers. But this strike wasn't to destroy Peter. It was to wake him out of his slumber. Remember this. The Bible says Peter went from no faith 
He went from no faith to little faith to great faith to perfect faith. No faith when when they were afraid and they saw uh, they saw the winds and the waves. He said, "How is it you have no faith, Peter and your buddies?" Then Peter jumps on the water and begins to walk. And the Bible says, "Jesus said, how is it that?" And he looked at the winds and waves and he became afraid. And he said, "How is it, uh, O ye of little faith?" And Peter began to grow in his belief. And he says, after this is done, you'll be converted and strengthen your brethren. And now there's a conversion. And now Peter is preaching a message at Pentecost from great faith. But now in the book of Acts chapter 12, he's in a, in a prison. They have, they have uh, pronounced death over him. He's supposed to die. Excuse me. He's supposed to die the next day. He's supposed to be executed. But he's sleeping soundly. I remember God spoke this to me. I said, Lord, help me understand. He said, how do you feel when there's a deadline tomorrow? You have a bill and you don't have the money to pay the bill. You have a deadline and, and the church has a need and you can't meet the need. Only I can meet the need. Your family has a need. You're up all night. The mind wants to worry and stress. But the Bible says Peter had come to a certain place of something called perfect faith, whole faith, that he could sleep when he was supposed to be executed tomorrow because he knew the word was when you're old, they will carry you where you were. He came to a place of confidence in God and in his word that he was so asleep, verse 7, that when the angels showed up, he had to kick him. And the Bible says when he struck him on the side, he raised up, and while he arose, the chains fell from hands. I want to tell you, there is an arising about to come to the body, and chains are going to come off. Chains are coming off uh, your life. Chains are coming off your family. There is an arising, there is an ascension, there is another dimension of revelation and, and truth that is about to come to the people of God, an awareness of who they are, and a visitation that only God can bring. And God is visiting the man in, in, the, in the prison. God is visiting his, his, he's visiting his vessel. And immediately the chains fell off. Verse number 8 says, And the angel said to him, Gird thyself. I want to, let me encourage you, man of God. It's time to gird yourself. Let me encourage you, woman of God. It's time to gather your passion, gather your emotion, gather your frustration. This is what God told the prophet. He said, prophet of God, I'm about to lift you up and carry you. Here is what the scripture tells us. He said, gird yourself. That, that the hand of God was about to carry uh, Elijah and he was going to outrun the chariot uh, of Ahab. I'm going to repeat this to you. The Bible says the hand of the Lord was going to come upon uh, the hand of the Lord was going to come upon on, 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 on Elijah and Elijah was going to outrun the chariot. Let me repeat this to you. Elijah is going to outrun the chariot, but in order for Elijah to outrun the chariot, ex ex acceleration requires girding. It requires our heart, uh, it requires our heart uh, to be in a place of steadiness, a place of consistently, consistency. First Kings 1846, hold your finger there, we're going back to Acts in a minute. Here is what it says. First Kings 1846, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. So God's hand came on him. I need you to say, I receive the hand of God. Hear me by the Spirit. The Lord spoke this to me that we are in a battle of generations. There is a spirit of strong delusion of lunacy on this generation. And it is attacking the church. It is attacking leaders. It is attacking pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers. It is attacking spiritual sons and daughters who know who their home is and know where their family. It is strong delusion. And the purpose of this strong delusion is to cut inheritance. It's to break covenant. It's to move people out of the purpose of God. We were in a camp this weekend with the Mark Generation blessings, Pastor Matt and Pastor Patty and all the Mark Generation. And the Holy Ghost said to me, according to Matthew 17, 15, that we were in a time and a season of great deception and great, great, great opposition. He said, the spirit of this generation is a spirit of lunacy. It's not people. 
the spirit of this generation, Matthew 17, 15, they can put it up. He said, the man comes to Jesus and he has a son and this son is lunatic. He is sore vexed and he oftentimes falls into the fire and the water. And that's what the Lord said to me. He said, this generation is dealing with a strong spirit of delusion, a strong spirit of confusion, a strong spirit of weariness. We talked to the youth and said, we've never seen so many tired young people. What does a 15-year-old need a Red Bull, Red Bull for? A Red Bull, a rock star. What is, what is a four, you're 14 years old, you're, you're not even finished growing yet. They're tired, they're weary. But the Bible prophesies of this, even the young men will go weary. Tiredness, weariness, being vexed. Says this generation is vexed. This generation, the word vexed means oppressed. It means mentally bogged down, emotionally strained. This spirit of lunatic is not crazy. It is the word moonstruck, which means mentally oppressed, mentally and spiritually oppressed in your mind, psychologically attacked in your thoughts. And now up is down and down is up. This spirit wants to bring a sore vex it's not greatly vexed but an oppression in the emotions it's different than just sickness it's different than just bondage it's different than just dealing with and the bible says they often will throw themselves into water and into fire so the spirit of self-destruction this spirit of self self sabotage this spirit of self and they cannot stop it it is a spirit it is a force but i hear the holy ghost say the hand of the lord at uh, first kings 18:46 that after an altar has been risen after there's been an erection of an altar, the hand of the Lord is about to come upon men and women who need help in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to you, man of God. I'm talking to you, woman of God. You are a good man of God. You're mighty. You're called. You're chosen. You're anointed. But there's a spirit you've been warring with. There's an oppression you've been dealing with. There's a depression you've been working in your mind. There's a spirit of rejection that keeps coming back to push you out of your alignment and to keep you out of your connection and covenant but I prophesy in the name of Jesus the hand of the Lord is about to come on you yes it is the authority of God yes it is the power of God but it is also the true apostle prophet evangelist teacher and shepherd it is the true fivefold that is about to be revealed in your life and those relationships are going to be fortified you see one of the things this spirit of delusion does is it wants you disconnected from the hand of God over your life it wants you disconnected from your spiritual leader, your spiritual woman of God. Yes, we know God loves us, but there is an earthly authority that God has commissioned over you. It's trying to disconnect you from the source. It's trying to, 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 dis, to disjoint you out of place. And this spirit of lunacy, this spirit of depression, nothing's really happened, but in your mind, you're feeling rejected. In your mind, you're feeling wounded. What was done to you? What was really done? Nothing was really done, but it's an overwhelming oppression in your emotion that is seeking to disconnect you and push you into a lack of inheritance, a lack of favor, and push you into this wilderness. But the Bible says, verse 846, the hand of the Lord, number one, it came upon Elijah. And when the hand of God came upon Elijah, he girded up his loins. You understand, we, we know according to James that, 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 that Elijah was a man of like passions. It means he had some emotional uh, warfares inside. He was the prophet of God. He was God's man, but we know according to the word in the next chapter, he's, he's going to see victory in, in slaying the prophets of Baal. He's going to see victory in, in seeing fire fall from heaven. He's going to see victory in chapter 18 and the rain is going to come. But in 19, he's going to get depressed. In 19 or in chapters surrounding this, he gets depressed. After your greatest victory comes your greatest testing. And the prophetess, uh, the, the, the false prophetess, the prophetess of, of the devil, Jezebel, sends messages to Elijah. Say, I'm going to destroy you. And what you did to my prophets, I'm going to do to you. And now the Bible says he goes and gets in a cave and begs God to die. Begs God to take him home. A man of like passion. But I want to speak to you right now by the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is telling me in the name of Jesus, 
God is going to release the hand of the Lord to you to minister to you and you're going to gird up your loins. You're going to gird up your emotions. You're not going to be ruled by your feeling, by your passion, by your emotion, by your wound, by your hurt, by that rejection. You are going to be girded in the Holy Ghost because before God can accelerate you, he's got to have you gird yourself. Acceleration causes a revelation of who we are. Verse 46 says the hand of God came upon Elijah. Then Elijah girded up his passions, his loins, his emotions, his feelings, his his spirit. Everything in him had to be girded. Then he could outrun Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The hand of God was going to pick up Elijah and push him in front of the enemy. Push him in front of, 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 the, of the attacks and the lies. Push him in front of the lack. Push him in front of the poverty. Push him in front of the sickness. God was about to raise up God's man, but the man had to be girded. Go back to the book of Acts. Here is what it says that after God touches Peter, Verse 8 says, the angel touched him, the chains fell off. Verse 8 says, when the chains fell off of him, the Bible tells us the angel said to him, gird yourself. Gird, it doesn't mean just get yourself ready, get your mind ready. Get your, because where he's taking us, where he's about to take you, he cannot have you acting, me acting out of my spirit. I've got to be settled in my man, my, my man of God. You've got to be settled in your woman of Godhood, if that's a word. In your identity in Christ, there must be a settling because when he accelerates you, whatever you are is going to multiply. So the angel said, gird yourself and bind your own sandals. This is where he knew he couldn't die. Because the prophecy came from Jesus that they will bind your sandals, they will dress you, and they will carry you when you're old where you don't want to go. So the word is being fulfilled, and so did he. And he came, and the Bible says they cast the garment about thee, and he said, cast that garment about you and follow me again. He said, they're going to dress you. They're going to put your sandals on. And now here is what the scripture says that, that God is now fulfilling the prophecy. See, Jesus said to Peter, Jesus said to Peter that, that when you're old, they're going to carry you where you, where you don't want to go. That he prophesies that his end is going to be this, this, and this. And so because Peter now is fully persuaded and, and fully convinced, fully convinced about what God said, that when you're old, when you're old, they're going to carry you where you don't want to go. When you're old, you're gonna, they're going to dress you. When you're old, he begins to tell him about the end. Verse uh, John 21, 18. John 21, 18. Let me, let me give this to you very quickly. See, there are things God said to us that we're not really settled in yet. God told you, man of God, what you would be. God told you, woman of God, what you would be. But there is an emotional war on the inside of what God already said you would be. And that is the challenge. And that is the, the reason there's, uh, there's a delay. God's not delaying because he don't want you to have the miracle. You've got to be settled, sir. You've got to be sure, ma'am, that God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. But the emotion wants to go crazy because the family around you is going crazy. The emotion wants to go crazy because the finance is going crazy. The emotion wants to go crazy because the doctor's report. But here is what 21 verse 18 said. Verily I say unto you, Peter, that you were young. And you girded yourself and you walked whether you would. But when you are old, he, again, he says, but when you are old, I say unto you that thou will stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird you and another will carry you where you would not. So now Jesus is giving him a prophecy of his end. Back to the, back to the book of Acts, verse number eight. The scripture is telling us now that the, the, the angel Verse 8, he says, he said, gird yourself, bind your sandals, and cast a garment about you and follow me. So Peter has now come to a conclusion that what God said, he's going to see. I'm not old. They're telling me I'm going to die tomorrow, but I can't die because Jesus said to me when I'm old, I want to tell you what God said to you, you're going to see. 
verse 9 says, And now he got up and fulfilled the prophecy. And he said, And he went out and he followed him. And it was not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but through though he saw a vision. Somebody say a vision. I need you to repeat this. God is going to give me visions and dreams. God's going to begin to communicate to you in the spirit dimension. And when the glory manifests, one of the first things that happens is visions and dreams begin to return to you because you spend one third of your life asleep. If you live 90 years, on average, we sleep 30 years. One third of our life is a sleep. And Acts chapter 2 verse 28 tells us, In the last days, says the Lord, I'm going to repeat this to you. In the last days, says the Lord, uh, I will pour my spirit. Actually, Joel, Acts 2 verse, go to 18. It's there, 18, 17, 18. We're going to go there. It's Joel 2, 28, verse 17 says, And it shall come to pass, saith God, I will pour my spirit upon all your sons and daughters, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. This also in Joel 2, 28, that when the glory manifests, one of the first things that happens is the spirit of prophecy is activated. The spirit of decreeing things that are not as though they were. Number two, as we prophesy, the dream dimension opens up. And now we begin to see dreams and visions in the spirit realm. We begin to see and hear in a new frequency. And now God begins to set our instructions. Are you listening? I'm going to say that again. God begins to set our instructions. And now we begin to see uh, Job 33 Verse 14, I'm going to tell you by the Holy Ghost that God is about to speak to some of you and I in our dreams. We're about to see in the spirit realm. We're about to have visitations in the night. You're going to go to bed confused and come wake up with answers. You're going to go to bed wondering what to do and God is going to show you. For God speaks once, yea, twice, yet man does not perceive it. God is speaking over and over. And sometimes we can't hear what God is saying. Verse 15. So in this instance, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon man in slumberings of the bed, 16, the Bible says he opens the ears of men and he seals instruction. I'm going to say this again. In the sleepings, in the dream, when glory hits the earth, the dream dimensions begin to open. And now God gives you the secrets of the next realm, the secrets and the mysteries for kings. Whenever God was getting ready to move, he opened back up the dream dimension. And you don't just start dreaming because you had pizza the night before or you ate tacos late. You start dreaming by the Holy Ghost and he gives you instructions. See, there was a dream that came to Pharaoh. And this dream that came to Pharaoh was instruction of the future. This is what the Bible says, but he couldn't, he couldn't interpret the dream of Jehovah because he was pagan. He was an idolater. So we needed a righteous man to interpret that dream. So therefore God calls on Joseph, the dream interpreter. Joseph started his call with a dream. God gave him a dream of the sun and the moon and the 10 stars bowing down. He gave him a dream of the sheaths bowing down to his sheaves. The dream dimension is where God speaks. He guides us. He leads us. Daniel was a dream interpreter. And the Bible says Daniel understood all dreams. But Daniel says the interpretation belongs to the Lord. But Daniel could understand every Imagine being able to understand every vision, every dream. So Daniel interprets the dream of also the king. And the Bible says great favor comes. Great wisdom comes. God gives a dream according to the scripture to Joseph to tell Joseph, leave your, the land of your birth because there's coming persecution. Go to Egypt. Then another angel comes. Come back. God begins to activate the dream world. Joseph, according to the book of uh, the book of Genesis, fell to sleep and laid his head on a pillow and had a dream and saw a ladder uh, reaching from the earth to the heavens. And the angels ascending and descending on top of the ladder was God. On the bottom of the ladder was man and God wanted to visit our generation. He said, this is called Bethel. God was in the place and I didn't perceive it. 
God wants to open the dream realm. So you hear things you may not be ready to receive in the natural, but God said, I need to bypass this thing. I've got to seal your instruction. I've got to give you revelation for where you're going. Listen by the Holy Spirit. The scripture says a dream and in a vision, God's about to show you where the answer is, show you where the miracle is, show you where the deliverance is. Instead of being tormented in the dream, he wants to give you victory in the dream. The book of Acts, back to the book of Acts, here's what the Bible says. It was a dream. We were in Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, I think right about verse number nine or so. Acts 12 verse nine, the Bible says, and the angel, and he followed him. And the Bible says it was a vision, verse 10. And now, now Peter is following this vision. Peter is moving naturally by, well, that's Peter. What do you think you need to do? What do you think? But in order for God to speak to us in this vision, we're going to have to gird our emotions. And the hand of the Lord is going to pick us up and strengthen you where you need to be strengthened. Verse number 10 says, and when they had passed the first and the second ward. So he was in the inner dungeon. We heard the, the prophet speak over the, uh, a couple of weeks ago that he was buried in the belly of the city, that Christ in Peter was a seed and Christ was in Peter. And Peter became a seed into the belly of the city. He was in the third uh, part, quadrant. He was in the third, the inner, inner dungeon. He passed the first. He passed the second. See, when God is going to use you, you've got to go through outer court, inner court, holy of holies. The devil has three dimensions as well. We've got 30-fold, 60-fold, 100, 100-fold. We've got Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. We've got Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There's three realms in the spirit. One power, one authority, but three expressions to move through. Outer, inner, holies of all. God says, I want to move you through, through these three realms. And now the devil put him in the lower parts, the third dimension of the prison. But God visits him there. And when he comes out, he moves past the first, the, the third, to the second, to the third. Now he comes, the Bible says, to the iron gate that leads to the city. I need you to hear me by the spirit. There are a remnant in this generation that are in front of an iron gate. This iron gate is the, uh, the gate of iron that is trying to block us from taking the city. You are not battling over business. You are not battling over a church. You are not battling over a ministry. You are battling over the state of a generation, cities, territories, governments, realms will be changed because there is something called the battle at the gate. When the battle at the gate is won, you take the spoils. I'm going to say this again. There is something called the battle at the gate. And when we gain the victory at the gate, we get the victory over the whole city. I'm going to say this again. When we get the spirit and victory at the gate, we get the whole city. Isaiah 28, 6, there is an iron gate, a roadblock, and this does not require a key. It requires power to destroy the gate. You think you're fighting over your marriage. Oh, there are weights on those listening, and there are weights that on those who should be listening. There are weights on those who, who are tied to this grace and this oil. And you've been called by the Spirit of God to take your city, to take your generation, to take the, the realm and the authority of the dominion of God. God said, I've called you and I've appointed you and I've set you to take your city. But there is a battle at the gate. Here is what Isaiah 28, 6 says. And for the spirit of judgment to him that sits in judgment, it is, it is heresy. It is false interpretation to say we are to never judge. We are righteous judges, righteous judgment. What in the Bible says judge not, it is interpreted just not after the flesh. You make righteous judgment because we're to be kings and we're to judge the nations. We're to judge territories. We'll even judge the angels according to the word. We are called as righteous judges. So this misinterpretation, don't ever judge. You make a judgment every time you make a decision. It's a judgment call. You judge a decision. 
He says, for those, a spirit of righteous judgment to those who sit in authority. This is what God wants, righteous judgment to those who are in authority, not perverse judgment, not wicked judgment, not, not, not judgment skewed out of offense or frustration or fear or corruption or bribery. And for strength to them that turn the battle at the gate. I'm going to say that again. And for strength to them that turn the, there is a battle at the gate. And it's a gateway of your heart. Psalms 24 verse 7 tells us, we're going to go there. There is a battle and that gate, you are that gate to this realm. You are that bridge between worlds. I'm, I'm, I'm just about done. God wants you to realize the battle you're facing is not with flesh and blood. It's about you loosing who you carry and you loosing who you're full of. And when you let him into the, into the arena of whatever you're facing, it must bow. It must come under authority. Lift your heads. Lift your head, O ye gate. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. You are the head and not the tail. You are the gate. You are an eternal door to an eternal realm. And the king of glory shall come in. He needs to come into this world. Our father who art in heaven, Jesus seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, but he's got to come from there to here. And how does he do it? Through the gateway of your heart. But how can he come through the gateway of our heart if our heart is unsettled? Restlessness. Rejection. Fear. Fear, worry, insecurity, mast. It's, it's covered up. It's hiding in plain sight. But the Holy Ghost says the hand of the Lord is going to accelerate. Back to the book of Acts, the Bible says that, that, that Paul is taken to the iron gate. And now he's at this iron gate now. It's a, the scripture says, uh, Acts chapter number 12 tells us, I think we were right at about 10 now. Acts chapter 12 Verse 10 says, and when, when he went past the first and the second, he came to the iron gate of the city. Hold your finger there again. The book of Isaiah tells us that God, Isaiah chapter 45, God wants to give us power to break the iron gate. Hear me by the spirit. Isaiah 45. And it start at verse One, Isaiah 45 verse 1 hear me by the spirit God has called you and appointed you thus says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus whose right hand I've held and to subdue nations somebody say nations this is not about us I know you're tired. I know you don't feel like doing what you need to do. It's not about you, sir. Ma'am, it's not about you. It's about nations. It's about authority. It's about overcoming internally so you can receive grace externally to subdue nations. The Bible says to subdue nations before him. I will loose the loins of kings. I will lose the passion of kings. God is about to raise up a grace, not only for us to be kings, but to minister to the earthly kings. Billionaires, heads of state are going to come under the authority of the kingdom of God in, in the remnant. To open before him the two-leaved gates. Hear me. The two-leaved gates and the gates shall not be shut. The two-leaved gates the gates with, with, with multiple access points. And this two-leaf gate is a gateway between heaven and earth. That's what Eden was. It was an access point. Verse number two, I will go before you and make the crooked way straight. I will break in pieces the bars, the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. These are city gates, nation gates. It's not a devil fighting your business or your church. It's not a devil fighting your wife or your husband. It's not a devil fighting your health. It is a principality that is trying to stop you from winning the battle at the gate so you don't, you don't get the spoil of the city. The iron gate, the bars of brass that you're facing are about a city, a nation, a region a town, a country. God said, I'm going to give you these gates. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. City gates in front of every city 
are bars of brass and gates of iron. These iron city gates. God said, that's why you raise up the bronze serpent. So when they see that, it has to bow. Look at three. I give you the treasures of darkness. It's not sinful treasures. It's the treasures that have been unknown. The mysteries, the revelations, the hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I am the Lord, which call you by name. God said, I'm going to give you power. Go back to Acts chapter 12, verse 10. Here is what the scripture says. Acts chapter 12, verse 10. Bible says he came to the iron gate, which led to the city, which opened to him of his own accord. I'm going to say that again. Now he gets to the gate. He's been in the bowel of the city. He's had a visitation by an angel. He's now moved from little faith or no faith to little faith, to great faith, to perfect faith. Now he's resting in God. The angel visits him. The chains fall off. There's chains on him that are not his chains. They fall off of the man. He rises up and begins to walk out of the third dimension, second dimension, first dimension. Now he gets to the iron gate and this iron gate opens of its own self. When this happens, the whole city is now in the hand of the man of God. The whole city is now in the hand of Moses. Throw down the rod, Moses. Have your serpent devour the serpents of, of, of Egypt. The, the, the magic and the witchcraft and the sorcery. Devour now the gate of the city. There's a victory there. Now the whole city is in your hand. The Bible says that they opened of their own accord and he went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. Angelic assistance. Let me tell you what you're going to see in this season as we prepare to pray is these visitations of the Lord for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Romans 8, 21 tells us that creation, the creature, the creation, and everything in it, that's people, that's places, that's cities, that's businesses, that's, that's, that's churches, that's education spheres, that's Hollywood, that's media, that's arts and entertainment, that's sports. Everything has a self. It has a being and it will be set free. It will be made well. It will be let go. And that's the issue. And that's the healing and the deliverance that's needed so that we can heal and deliver nations. We're groaning within ourselves from the bondage of corruption. The slavery and the and the, the 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 lack of power through corruption. The nation and the nations of the world remain in slavery when leaders, global leaders, city leaders, business leaders, any section and any sphere of leadership does not know God. That area comes under bondage because it doesn't have the character and the nature of God in it through Christ. And God said, I will deliver creation and everything in it from this bondage by loosing glory that produces freedom through my sons and daughters in this generation. I'm going to pray for you. I'm out of time. If you're under the sound of my voice, I need to agree with you. Man of God, bless you, Brother Ricky and Savannah. There is a force and there is a power and there is a spirit that wants to keep you and I oppressed. Thinking it's about us. Because when our eyes are on us, we look to self-preserve. We make decisions after the flesh to preserve ourselves. I don't want to do this no more. I'm tired. I'm not going to go through this. I can't do this. Ba, 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 ba. Now our words begin to fuse our, our, our season and it begins to infect our environment. This spirit of delusion is producing. I saw a spirit of sep, a, a, a spirit that's trying to, to quench, but the answer is the fire and the answer is the water. This generation wants the fire of the Holy Ghost and the water of the word in a way we've never heard it. And there is a fresh baptism coming of water in the word, which is consciousness, perception, knowing, revelation. That is the mind of the word, the thoughts of God. 
perception, knowledge, but then a fresh baptism is of the breath of God, the, the spirit of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost. This generation needs water and this generation needs fire. I'm going to pray with you. If you're under the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus that that man and that woman, that generation that has been in battle, been in war, been in opposition would be strengthened, would be encouraged that God who they've anointed and who they've been appointed to be, they already are. So I speak to that man. I send the hand of the Lord through the airwave to every listener under the sound of my voice. That they would be strengthened, that they would be encouraged, that they would be revived, that they would be fortified in their inner man. The devil has been fighting you over time. Mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, in your family. But I declare what the devil meant for evil will not work. The hand of the Lord, the authority of God, the power, the structure of God is about to come upon you. And there will be a girding and then there will be an accelerating. There will be a girding and then there will be accelerating. For the city is going to open. The gate is going to open. The treasure is going to be unlocked. God can hold it back no longer. So I pray over you now. I pray over your family and your generation. But most of all, the stewardship of your heart, your soul, and your mind. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If somebody receives that, somebody say amen. Amen. Bless you, Brother Livingston. Bless you. For, for so are so good to see you. Blessing, Sister Nadine. The Lord bless you as well and your family. Uh, we're glad you are with us. We pray that the favor of God would establish over this podcast and that you were impacted in a mighty, mighty way. Before we dismiss our Charisma Podcast family, we're going to pray that if you were encouraged by the message, please share the podcast. How do you do that? You go online and you hit that link on the Charisma Podcast Network or on any of the platforms. Hit the share button. Hit the hit the follow button. Make sure you're a part. You can also go to thisrockinternational.org and there is more information about the ministry, how you can connect and how you can be a part of the move of what God is doing. We're praying for you and praying for your generation and we're believing God is going to abound supernaturally. God bless you. Again, please share and like the podcast and we can't wait to see you next week week on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.